Hey, this is Andy Jenkins, and welcome to the podcast. I want to do something a little bit different than what I've done for the past several weeks. Normally, on this podcast, I just talk all by myself, and so it's really just me, ideas, things that I'm studying, things that I'm learning. Uh, Some of you know by now that a lot of times I don't really talk or write from the position of being an expert on anything. I really dive into things that I'm exploring or seeking to learn and apply towards my own life. Again, that's different than what a lot of people do because they really kind of come in and teach from their wheelhouse, their expertise. All right, so that said, in this episode, I want to start something new. This is what I'm going to just kind of refer to as the coaching series. Now, having a coach isn't an unfamiliar concept to you if you're playing a sport. You typically do that. In fact, you you wouldn't really think about taking the field at a baseball game or grabbing the ball uh, and going onto a basketball court or heading out onto a football field without a coach. Yet so often in life, that's exactly what we do. We don't even think about applying the coaching concept to real life. Yet coaching in areas of life can be just as valuable and just as important because on the football field, coaches can see strategy and things you can't see. Uh, Coaches in life can do the exact same thing. Sometimes there's just, there's something going on that maybe you're not seeing the fuller picture or there's a player, a unique skill set that you haven't thought about. And so I want to really pull back the curtain for this episode and several and talk to you about the concept of coaching with the angle that so often coaching isn't about what's wrong, it's about empowering you to execute what's right. All right, that said, I've got the first uh, interview right here. This is my friend. Uh, This is going to be a tomato-tomato issue. Uh, This is my friend Brandon. You you could say Lazar, Lazare. It's it's Lazar, right? It's Lazar. Lazar, as in, what? what, give me a word like that would be. Bizarre. Bizarre. It's like strange. Yeah, take off the B-I and add a L-A, you got the pronunciation. Lazar. I mean, I, I knew that, but like when people read it, and they're going, yeah. well, who is this guy? What is it? Okay, so Brandon's the first coach that I'm bringing on, and, and I'm going to bring him in seven key fundamental areas of life. So some of the areas that you have are uh, your, your fitness, finance, family, your field, that's your career, whatever it is you do full-time, family, uh, mention that one, faith friends, fun. All of these areas are important to be really a holistically rounded person. Brandon comes in uniquely with your purpose coaching, which which probably really gets into field also. I mean, that probably affects every, everything. It, it, it's probably a mistake to look at all these in isolation yeah. because you're one person. It's not like we turn off one to do the other. Right. But t- tell me about your purpose coaching. Like, How in the world do you decide... I'm going to be a coach. It actually came about uh, from the back door. Um, It's something I've always done. Help people take next steps to ultimately find their purpose. And when when I would talk about my purpose, it would always be I exist to help people take next steps in discovering who they're made to be in view of God's design and creation. For for them. For them. That's different for... That's different for all of us. I mean, there are certain yes. things that are generically true of all of us. Yes. The uniqueness. But, but you're talking about like what's their... Yeah. I mean, Proverbs talks about training a child in the way they should go. And it's, it's really that language of 
their architecture, their blueprint, their design. Yeah. Okay, so that's what you're getting on. Yeah, and it's it's the general concept of we're made in God's image. He spoke us into being, but then no one is um, uniformly the same. All of us are unique because there's so many things that make us unique. One different detail just makes us unique, but in God's design, he has a purpose and a plan for us, right? To, right. To, to give us hope and a future and um, to help us succeed, but also ultimately to carry out his purposes. So um, God has aimed us in the uniqueness of who we are. And I've found most people don't know that. They don't, they could tell you general concepts. They could tell you even one or two things about themselves, but they don't know the fullness of what they're, their purpose design really looks like. And know that that might have even been intentional. Right. Like there was, so I've got kids, yeah, I've got 10 kids that come in and out of this house because they're all different ages. So anywhere from, you know, 20 on down, almost eight as of the time we're recording this. And given the same similar life situation, all 10 kids are completely different. Yes. I mean, you know, there's some where you go, well, this one and that one are kind of like personality-wise, and this one and that one. I mean, they grew up in the same house, same parents, same rules, same opportunities, yep. same economic conditions, same books on the shelf, same experiences, completely different. Yeah. And I suppose what your purpose coaching is coming in and saying, hey, yeah, that's actually intentional. Yes. That's not, you don't just... It's, it's not an, even a nature versus nurture thing. It's like a creation intention thing that's bigger than all that. Yeah. So you guys have this unique metaphor. You, you talk about arrows. Flesh yeah. that out a bit. Yeah, so it, it, I almost went into it. But I knew you wanted to dive into it. But, but in the concept that God is aiming us at something like if God's intentional then there's a purpose behind his intentional design that for therefore his design is intentional just like an arrow all arrows have the same kind of structure they have all elements just like God's created beings humans his people we all have the same elements yes yeah, so you see a person you don't confuse a person with a bear yeah all people look alike yeah and his his creations have hearts they have personalities they have talents and gifts and passions. They have opportunities. They have struggles. And they have spiritual giftings. All of that is like an arrow with the knock and the, the feather or the, or the um, fletchlings and the shaft and then the arrowhead. All of those are pieces of the arrow that, that are required for it to be an arrow. And then, furthermore, understanding those, where they go. So it's an order and an alignment Thing. So you have to align that and make the arrow fit together perfectly. It can't be curved. There can't be a bent. And you could go, the analogy could go a lot. Of, you can't be um, twisted or, you know, the brokenness sometimes can just twist our lives so much that we, we can't Shoot actually self in your own rear yeah, end. Yeah, we go down instead of through the air. And so, so all that has to happen for A, one, it to be a, an arrow. The parts make an arrow, but for it to actually be an effective arrow and fly through the air and then hit the very thing with the point that God has designed. And like, I know you love this part, but the arrowhead matters. So you got Rambo, you know, that has the explosive head that's supposed to blow something up. And some lives 
are supposed to be the pioneers that that break through things. Some have a deer hunting, you know, scalpel edged um, point. Some have a practice blunt arrow that's, but all of us, not better or worse, all of us are purposed for something and our and each part is designed perfectly and then the alignment comes in kind of with the aim of coaching i just meet a lot of people that don't know so you're trying to assemble all those parts in coaching or not help assemble them a lot. but just show help people them. like hey these parts are already here yeah i do nothing them. except observation and coaching hey hey if this touch this then you would start soaring through the air and ultimately we're going to start looking at here's the general idea of I think God's wanting to point. Ultimately, we know that God's will be done. Jesus in the garden, not my will, but your will be done. So, but a lot of times our effectiveness and our thriving in life, our flying through the air, if you will, as an arrow, is hindered because we just don't know exactly, A, what we're supposed to aim at, and B, the alignment of everything that God's purpose really defines us in. All right, so break that down a little bit more. On that arrow, and kind of with the angle of, you know, Proverbs talks about children being a blessing, uh, children being like arrows in the quiver of a of a of a man, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the hands of a skilled warrior, and it's it really reminds me of this whole analogy because Jesus in in the Sermon on the Mount often says things like, "Hey, if you know how to do this with your kids, being imperfect as you are, how much more." Would your heavenly father do this? And so, I mean, we come and look at our kids and go, hey, you've got the skill set. You've got that ability. But I think we don't necessarily look at it from the angle that our heavenly father does the same thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's some intentionality. Yes. Um, maybe break down those parts of the arrow a little bit more or talk about how you discover your arrow or what kind of arrow you are yeah. that he wants to launch. Yeah. So breaking down just the things I, I think are key elements um, within our, our, our um, purpose, I start always with personality. It's because it is, it's one of the most obvious, um, but it has a lot of potential and it has a lot of definition in us. So I use the DIS test. Okay. Um, and just to break that down, it's an acronym. So, yeah, real quick for people who don't. Yeah, so D is usually a dominant, direct kind of personality. Um, I, I'd love to give examples, but I don't want to pigeonhole. But we can all think of dominant, direct people. Um, well, you're seeing them all right now on social media yeah. with this whole COVID thing. Yes. And the, yeah, all right. So those. And then I is influencing, um, inspirational. They, they are people-oriented. They, they love crowds, typically. D's like crowds, but D is task-oriented. So they're going to get in front of a crowd to get something done. Yeah. I's just love people, and they'll get stuff done, but it's always going to be with the people and through the people. S's are your faithful, steady. They don't like chains, but they're very faithful to typically people, not crowds, smaller groups. Um, and then the C's are your... It's kind of account as details, conscientious. They're the ones that are going to look at something and go, you know, that's off. And I'm going to correct this right now. And they can do work without people. They, they love cubicles, types. So they're just very 
um, focused in that. And so all of us have a have two of those typically. Yeah. So it looks like your 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 D's and your C's are task driven. I mean, you, like you could even, I'm just kind of sketching, you can make a quadrant. I'm not going to yes. try to do that because I keep breaking it down. But then you have others that, so people are either task and then you have others that are people driven. Yeah. And then you've got, do you want to be yeah. alone or do you, yeah. you know, so all and different so kinds of. Through that, I start walking through people like, what's your environment that you thrive in? Like what I say is every tree needs to be planted, but not every tree is planted everywhere. Right. So you don't plant an oak tree in a desert. You just don't. But sometimes in our job placement or our aim in life or expectations, we go, I have to be planted here because that's what people say or that's what I know myself to be. That's just the expectation that it would all... It's just not. That's a good analogy because you have all all the plants. They don't work in all environments. People don't work in all environments either. Yeah. And I think so often we want to shame people for that or maybe not even in an overt way shame them. Uh, That's kind of harsh, but... You know, oh, hey, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you? Mm-hmm. you know, Why don't you do this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or you should do this. Let me put you. Okay, let me put okay. you on the spot because you and I had a conversation about this, about a job that you worked where yeah. you were answering the phone and talking to people, troubleshooting some stuff yeah. from technical support, and you were getting low marks consistently because on the phone too long with people. Mm-hmm. But the people are very satisfied. Yeah. So the customer's satisfied. The customer feels heard. Customer feels loved. But you're taking too long with the task because you love the people. Whereas that job was really get the task done and get them off. Yeah. But you'd be the guy at the drive-thru at Starbucks that's messing up the time. Like if they've got to serve people yeah. in 10 seconds or 15 seconds, you'd be the one that's 60 seconds. Hey, how's it going? Good yeah. to see you. Okay. Yeah. So I'm an ID. So I love influencing and I love directing. And that's what I've always done until this season that I entered in for a year where I was in the cubicle answering phones, doing detailed work in a very quick... There's evolving people, but the work was more important than the people. The work was like a CD type thing. Which it is, was a task, yeah. it was a detail, and it was like... Which is not my personality. But but the faithfulness in me is like, i got to do this I'm job. do it well. I mean, yeah, because well, of integrity. But I, but I didn't grow well, but... very much because I wasn't in the environment doing the focus with the people that I needed to. Yeah, well, if you drew that over long term, I mean, in, in theory, you would have gotten punished for the best parts of you. Whereas, you know, someone who that was their skill set, yeah. that would be the place to, okay, that makes complete sense. All right, what else? So you've got the personality. Yeah, and so then you move on to. It's three passions, interests, and talents. Um, you could almost break off talents by itself, but we'll just put them all together because it's the, the intricate details that make us drawn to certain things. Like all of us are passionate about something. What keeps you up at night? What, what would you do for free? What, what are the things that you just constantly are, are taking your time and your calendar and your energy like, those are the things you're just passionate about. It's you, stuff you daydream about. Even yeah. if you're not trying to daydream, you just keep thinking. Or you just talk about Or it's the all stuff the time. that uh, during COVID, you know, people had all this free time during the quarantine. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether you, wherever you stand on that politically, people had a lot of free time. Yeah. And so people were automatically watching YouTube and watching Netflix. And so, yeah. you know, gravitating towards certain things, having certain conversations. Those might be clues yeah. that. And, and you and I love theological. Um, church-related, Christ-related things we talk about all the time. Like, yeah, I would read those books. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't get paid to read those books, and I still read those right. books. So that's, that's a passion of yours. And then the entrance is, I just love doing these things. Like, I just, like, I, I love basketball. I would just hang around basketball. I'd watch basketball. It's just an interest of mine. Uh, I have relatives. They love to cook. I met a girl the other day. I just love to cook. I just, I don't, she's a, uh, a mother of five, doesn't get paid for it. She's like, I'm just constantly baking. And that's different. Like, when you do it, some things you have to do out of necessity. Mm-hmm. You have to wash the car out of necessity. You have to clean the house out of necessity. You have to cook out of necessity. Mm-hmm. But for some people, even some of those necessities are things that, like, man, even if I wasn't feeding anybody, I would still still want to cook. And that moves into talent. Okay. Now, the person that loves to cook but can't, it, it breaks down. But, but she's actually really good. So all and three so, are important. Yeah. The passion... Uh, will drive the interest, and the interest will ultimately connect it to can you do it, should you do it. Yeah. You know, and so lining those three up, sometimes you'll have two out of three, sometimes you'll have one out of three, but it's finding those things. And the process we go through is just getting it on the table for, okay, these are the elements that help me make up this category. Right. And so we'd write that down for them. And at the end of the process, we give them a sheet that says, I am. It's an I am statement. So I am an ID. I am passionate and energetic. I am, I love people. You know, so all those things. Or I, or I don't. I, can, I love people, but I love to be alone. Right. I love to finish tasks. Yeah. I love to, or finishing the task is irrelevant. Yeah. Or, and I was just pushing into what mine would be as an yeah. example. So, But it's stating those things and getting those interests and those passions and those talents out, not as a um, conclusive evidence but just evidence well there's no yeah there's no value judgment on it it is i mean other than the value is hey this is how you're uniquely designed by god for greatness and a purpose and a calling it's really getting it on the table to where people can see the pieces that comprise them so i imagine at that part it's really a lot of aha moments like oh this makes certain things in my life this is why i loved that class but i hated that one it's why i liked group projects yes. or hated them or it's why yeah that yeah. makes sense but for me like a year ago i didn't use the word coaching because it wasn't on my radar it's always been there but i would use pastoring or teaching but coaching is as i have kind of discovered myself in this process and and put together all the things i've been studying for, for so many years coaching has been the obvious thing for me so sometimes right. we do, we do add on things so it's not if we discover it right now, it's like, that's what I am. That's what I'll always be. But it's like, can we put this together to have an aha of, okay, this is my definition where I can start going. And God will start defining it even more and even move you. But it's having a starting. You can't get to where you need to go if you don't know where you are. Right. You know? Well, and, and I imagine when you start looking back in the rearview mirror, you start being able to make some connections at that point yeah. to like, so you, your background real quick, before we go farther into this arrow thing, you've worked in churches. Yes. So like, what are some of the roles that you've had? So I started as a worship leader, a youth worship leader, uh, associate pastor, and then a senior pastor, um, has have been my primary roles and I'm teaching in a Christian college. So, okay. So I imagine in, if, if you look back at those, you, you start finding out, yeah, I was probably coaching people in each of those roles, even if it's a different, yes. even if it's a different name, it's still yes. kind of the same 
same thing. Once again, my purpose has always been to help people take next steps into right. their God-designed purpose. So I've always done that. Yeah, whether it's pastor, senior mm-hmm. pastor, working in tech help, yeah. IT, now teaching at a college level. It's, what's funny is I look back and the, that's the thing that I would um, push off other things that I needed to do that I would do this primarily, yeah. and I would do it first and most most often when I needed to do maybe this in my job title or my responsibility. So I've always been leaning that way, and discovering that helps me thrive even more. And that's probably good for people to hear is that you know the the fact that you're doing that isn't doesn't show you're flawed. It, mm-hmm. it shows hey that's who you are. Still got to finish the job and do all the yes. other responsibilities you're getting paid for. Yes. It doesn't ex- excuse that but it gives you some clues as you start kind of crafting okay where, where am i going to land long term or what am i going to do you know full time with my life this yeah th- those start giving you big clues okay yeah. so we've talked through uh n- number one is we were breaking down the arrow talking about personality number two we talked about passions interest and talents yeah is there a number three yeah, there's the third one is spiritual giftings okay so we're all designed by god and it's the x factor god breathes something in ephesians 4 says he gives grace differently it portions it differently but all receive grace and that spiritual gifting is we are aimed at something that god wants to do the extra in we have an ordinary but he wants to give that extra ordinary and that's the spiritual giftings that sometimes they align with our talents and our passions or sometimes they're just something that in a specific place specific time we 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 just can do something that's beyond what our ability is and so you we have to consider those things and they there are overlaps like i i'm a teacher in my spiritual gifting i have wisdom and knowledge and so the things i love doing that makes no natural sense like it just kind of comes you go that's the supernatural x factor and it helps me because we'll have conversations even now like there's things that the holy spirit will just drop in my spirit that i've never studied or or i don't really know cognitively but it'll just come that's a spiritual gifting of you need to say this right now. And so that's when God starts to continue to grow because ultimately our purpose is not for us. It's for God's kingdom and he always aims it at people. So it's always, so your arrow is designed like not, I mean the, the target ultimately is in all of these is other people. It's yes. to, to bless, love, honor, support, yes. breathe life into other people are, are the target. So all this is explaining how you in yeah. some way tangibly touch others yes and it's a silly thought but when would an arrow be most happy in the quiver or soaring through the air i would think when the wind is just flowing and he is headed towards that target or she is headed towards that target you know so i just think that god wants to to fan into flame those things so he gives those extra anointings or extra gifting so discovering that once again we're getting everything on the table and realizing we're created by God. The, the phrase that we use is, you are created by God to create something only you can create. There's three beliefs there. God designed you. God designed you to create just like him in the image. We created him. He spoke things into being. And then created you uniquely that no one else can create the way way that you create, create the things that you create. So what, what do you say to people who come to that and say, all right, I'm not creative. Because when we use the word creativity, people automatically think of art. They think of yeah. sometimes writing, but but usually art or music. And I mean like drawing, painting, or music to even be more specific. So fill that one in because 
Yeah, every time you write, every time you speak, you create. If you got to break down the simplistic, because we use it as this noun. Oh, they're a creative. Like they're not. Yeah, we use that as the. But that's a false understanding of what it is. Because once again, if we're made it in the image of the creator, then his creation is creative. They have the ability to create. And so we've got to broaden the definition of create. Create in yeah. that it, it might be your your create creativity is art, music, writing, but your creativity might be administrating, doing a specific task in a unique way, sharing yeah. something with people in a different way, inventing something, coming up with an idea. Yeah, and it's some create to create some things. Not something. Yeah. There might be one great big thing, but I think it's multi- I think it's a conversation could be our creation. Something that didn't exist before that yeah. adds value, whatever that, that is. That you gave. You yeah. created out of who you are and all the elements of your quote unquote arrow. It's a value add. Like that's a it's a value add. That's a big talk mm-hmm. talking point today. People go, I just want to add value. I just want yeah. it. so that's really what it is, yeah. is in some capacity. Okay, so we've got three. Yeah. So the fourth is a biggie. It's a double-sided coin of struggles. The first side is all of us go through struggles. Brokenness, in the Christian view, uh, to God, it's sin. All of us have brokenness struggles that we, we go through that actually is like a master's doctorate degree in life. And we specialize in that. Whether we wanted it or not, we can own that and it be something that we actually now have to give. Well, I could say it'd probably even be stuff. I don't. I it, that. How would you say it? It could be struggles that you caused. Yeah. So your own sin and. Yeah. Junk, or it could be stuff that you didn't cause, where you were. I mean, I hate to get into this, but you know, where you were the victim. Yeah. Now you don't get to stay the victim, but I mean, it's things that you experience, the result of other people's actions, where. You forgive, you move on, but then you say, "How am I, I'm going to use that yeah. as a point of ministry to other people in some sense. It's in the truth that God redeems everything. There's nothing Even out of his reach. the low points that are yours and the low points mm-hmm. that are caused by someone else. Because if he's good, then everything he touches is good. So we just have to allow him to touch it, and he, he can use that. All right, so that's just straight James 1. Two through four, count yeah. of joy when you go through trials. Yeah. Now, by the way, if you're listening, that is not a verse you should ever bumper sticker on someone who's going through a struggle. Because some, some of this stuff only makes sense in the rearview mirror. But when you look back, you do see there are certain things that can only be acquired through yeah. tough times yeah. that you, you kind of have to live to be able to share and speak yes. to. Yeah. Um, all right, so struggles, the, the, uh, double side. The other, the other side? side is the things that will hinder us, or in the arrow analogy, twist us and, and allow us not to fly. And, and we have all of them. All of us have them. Um, Give me an example. So uh, uh, anger. Anger can, can make you do things that, A, destroy relationships, maybe even lose a job, but also just taint your ability to think creatively or own the things because you're so clouded by this this anger. Um, my past has been sexual sin. I had to allow God to redeem and and heal me in those things. Um, you know, it, it can be a broken relationship. 
It can be a struggle with God of I was I got sick and I didn't understand why or uh, it can the list is endless. So this could be personal. Like the, the I mean, there's going to be a, a kind of a junk drawer that of all things. Hey, all this could tra- trap all of you up, but. Yeah. There are going to be certain ones that kind of highlight to us yeah. that maybe from our story of brokenness or could also be things that we could, yeah. I mean, everybody knows. It. And if and if you don't know, here's a clue. You can ask your spouse or significant other, like, what's your yes. thing? Like, they'll know. They'll yeah, they'll tell you. Pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, pretty fast. Like, or, the, or ask the people that you work with. They, they may be afraid to tell yeah. you, which would be... But, but yeah. yeah, these are, okay, that makes complete sense. And it's the areas that God's grace is just lining up waiting to touch. But it, if it's not addressed, it can, it can keep us from actually living into our purpose. What, what makes, what, what just kind of highlighted in my mind here when you said that is it seems that so often in the areas that the enemy has attacked the hardest, mm. those will often become, the areas of your struggle will often become the areas where you have some of the greatest influence. You yeah. know, like in the scripture, when we're talking about grace, we go to the guy who struggled with legalism, yeah. Paul. And I mean, that was a real struggle. And when we talk about uh, forgiveness, we go to David, the guy who arguably yeah. screwed up big publicly, couldn't move through it. Yeah. You, Start talking about passionate marriage. You look at Solomon at 700 wives, 300 concubines. So this area of struggle, I don't want to create a form and go, oh, go, hey, mess up. So I mean, Paul would say, no, don't do that. But you look and go, goodness, there's so much that comes from all of this. Yeah, but we want to get both the things that God can use and that God needs to heal on the table so we're aware of, hey, this is actually an avenue and this is a barrier. Okay, that makes so, sense. So that, that's that's how it ultimately break down. Struggles are A, avenues, and B, barriers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last one um, is opportunities. And I define that as time, people, and place. Where do those line up? Because we can be in a place. It, it can either be a season as a place or like a physical location. Um, but we are connected to people who have influence or or um, connect us to certain things. Yeah. But sometimes the timing's off. Like you and I have known each other for about, what, two, a year and a half, something like that. Yeah. But we've never done a podcast together because timing has now brought us to this place. Um, both of us had the raw materials, but so there's, so getting on the paper, just helping people see, yeah, that's in my life. Oh, this is in my life. Well, there's no opportunity right here. Timing, and so start seeing maybe where God has been working or wanting you in the past, and you haven't received His timing, and now it's time right. to step into that. Or maybe it's not yet. You know, and and just start to all of its perspective of okay, these are the elements, these are the things, and so just start working through those, and and even seeing back in the personality. And the uh, the struggles, the and the interests and passions and talents and the spiritual giftings, um, seeing maybe how opportunity is all in, in that as well. Um, so, well, are- well, I imagine if you're develop, you've got skill sets that you feel you're supposed to use. You have insight that you think is, uh, you know, a great idea. I, I imagine sometimes like you just keep developing that because it it may just be a 
no for now, not for later. Yeah. And that door is not open yet. And at some point when that door does open, you're skilled, you're ready. A lot of times an opportunity does knock, you know, it, it knocks and the door opens and there, there isn't time to prepare. So if you have been preparing and nurturing what the Lord has put inside of you at that point, you, you, the door is there. Yeah. And one good example is I know one of my purposes as a husband and now a father of three is to raise up a godly family, specifically adult children who love him and are skilled in their purpose and aimed in this world. But I have two, five, and eight right now. So there's some things that I know I'm supposed to do with them, rites of passage. Right. I want my sons to learn the, the skill of work. Ultimately, I want to go. I want them to live on a, a ranch for three months. But you're learn. not giving them the keys to the car. No, right now. But that's they're not going to go live on a ranch for a summer until they're 16. But right now, they have chores. So I'm working into that progressively. So there's opportunities right now that I can live into that purpose of being a, a father. But it's not yet on some things. So it's kind of thinking long term on some of this, but also it's being vision. fully present, living in the moment. Yeah. You know, realizing. Hey, yeah, they, they can cut the grass or they can't. I mean, the little one probably yeah. can't, but there's other things that he can do so that when the time comes. Yeah. All right. What else? What else am I missing? So I've got, you're an arrow. Each arrow is different. They're unique. They all have a different purpose. They're all put together differently. Not, not the same. Uh, they all have a target that ultimately the target has something to do with people and blessing, reaching other people here Clues into what kind of arrow you are. Number one, personality. Number two, your passions, interests, and talents. Number three, your spiritual gifts. That's the X factor, the supernatural moving. And number four, struggles. Mm -hmm. So you can break down as A is avenues and B, barriers. And then number five is the opportunity of time, people, and place. When those all intersect, that seems to be a sweet spot for the launch. Anything else? And just to make the, the point that our purpose is is really the, the life reason for, for life. That's redundant. but it, So it's not necessarily for us to make money, although I think you kind of pushed into this. I think when we line those things up, naturally God wants to provide through us in those things. So he's a provider. And so I, I do believe there's a place where there's opportunities for us to produce. But but this is not about, hey, what what's your next job that you need to do? Yeah, it might or might not be. It might or not. Yeah. It, for me, it's more what percentage of your time and energy do these things need to take place and these things not? Because I think our sweet spot, as you said, and our thriving life begins to take fold when we can get that percentage as high as possible of the things that we know that we're made to do and that right. we're good at. And so life still brings us responsibilities, you know, but yeah, you still got to pay the bills. You still yeah. got to, I mean, and it's just straight Bible. Paul says, you know, if a man won't work, he shouldn't eat. Yeah. You know, and one yeah. who doesn't provide for his family is worse than it. I mean, he uses yeah. the term yeah. in the English translation, infidel, like that really yeah. harsh. So you've got to do all of that. I think one of the thing, one of the, one of the main core concepts this taps into is so often, I believe churches rightly help people, a lot of them now, identify 
that church's core beliefs. So they know, hey, if you're joining this, this is what we believe. Um, they also do this unique thing, a lot of them, where they start helping people identify their spiritual gifts, which we really haven't defined so much in here. We can do that in another talk. But then the next step is God's designed you for a purpose. Hey, here is where we want you to exercise those gifts. Mm. And then they immediately want you to sign up to work in the kids department or greet people at the door or direct traffic in the parking lot. Mm. And those are all things that are needed when you got a lot of people coming into a common place at the same time. Uh, and, I, and I'm happy that we have people in the parking lot when I go to church. Yeah, uh, You know, I would even volunteer to do it. At the same time, you're made for more than directing traffic in the parking lot. Yeah. And and that would be an opportunity to me. That would be a the parking lot. Here's a place where if you have this person personality and gifting, you love people, hey, you need to go after you that. like task clear the Cuz that's a sector section of your life. Church, yeah. you know, like For so sure. go after that, be your best in that, but that's not you're not going to be a parking attendant the rest of your life. We're not talking about serving an hour on Sunday. We're we're talking about more. Yeah, but the process is, let's get the more first. Let's get the definition. Then we'll go, start going, hey, here's opportunity of, I can serve on the parking team. Or maybe I should change careers and be an airport, you know, because I just love directing. Silly yeah. example, but, you know, it's, it's like A, B, C. I think I need to start looking the into bigger those picture. things. Cause, because my purpose is, I think it's in this general vicinity, you know. All right, give me real quick the best ways for people to get in touch with you because you do some life coaching and have resources for people. So um, give me the quick version of that. And then in the bottom here in the show notes, I'll have all the links where people can dive in and then launch off more. So so my website, www.brandonlazar.com. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes so people can... Uh, yeah. And if you leave off the www. Dot, it's going to say... in. in not secure. So oh, we uh, gotta fix that. Okay, but yes. that's a word of the wise right yes. there. It's not a phishing scam. It's a that's a GoDaddy thing. Yeah, we'll so, get it. All yeah. right. So BrandonLazard.com. Um, my my number, personal number, two hundred five. You gonna give that out on social media? Well, I mean, yeah, hit it. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a business. So okay, three six two. One six one zero. I trust your followers. One six one zero. All right. Yeah. Three six two one six one zero. Yeah. All and right. And then Facebook is your purpose coaching. All right. And I'll have a link to all of this. All right, man. Thanks so much. Yes. Um, all right. So in, in conclusion, there's a lot of great information right there for you from Brandon. I think it applies whether you're a parent and you're looking at how to nurture your kids, whether you are a business leader and looking how to place people in your office or at your place of employment and you're kind of thinking man that that person doesn't seem like a good fit or I don't know if they if they're good people it may just be we're shooting that arrow in the wrong direction you might be mm -hmm. thinking oh golly incredible person amazing asset I need to task them and release them and fire them not fire them away from the job, but fire them into a different purpose in the job. Uh, and, and you, finally, this is this is straight for you. Like, start looking at how you're uniquely wired. All right, down in the show notes, all the links towards Brandon's uh, website, phone number, Facebook page, 
right there. Let me remind you that on the third Tuesday of every month, we get together at the Hilltop. Lots of great information shared, exchanged there. If you're not in the Facebook group for the Hilltop Hangout, grab hold of the link at the bottom of this show notes below Brandon's. Join there, follow there, and then go into the Hilltop Hangout. Lots of great information about next best steps for you. Okay, that's the end of this conversation. Let let me sign off like I sign off every single week, really just praying over you what we've just talked about. And And I generally do that when I'm just kind of talking on my own. But I think everything here applies directly to you. So my prayer for you this week is that the Lord will bless you, the Lord will keep you, the Lord will be gracious to you, shine His face of favor upon you. And my specific, unique add-on for this week is that you would be able to look back in the rearview mirror of your life and highlight those unique spots where He has tooled you together with a personality, a design that is specifically you that you would be able to identify passions, interests, talents that you have that are put together by the creator of the universe intentionally all in you with the supernatural gifting, with struggles that may not have been a blessing at the time, but now looking back in this moment, you can truly see that the Lord redeems all things. And may He align you right now in the right time with the right people in the right place to let yourself soar. Grace, peace. I'll see you again soon.